Hello, and welcome to the IMG Podcast, where we are dedicated to empowering IMGs through deep diving conversations, inspirational stories, analysis of match trends, and beyond. Our mission is to help you learn what it takes to succeed and to thrive as an international medical graduate. Hello, IMGs. Welcome back to another edition of the Match a Resident podcast. Today, we have a very special guest. He loves to talk, and I know you all love to listen. He's one of the favorite takeovers that we ever have. I'll let him tell you a bit about himself. Hey, everyone. It's, uh, it's me, Dr. Neuro, uh, Josh Fernandez. I'm a PGY1 at UC Riverside, California. Uh, and again, yeah, I'm really excited to be here to help you guys out. Uh, you know, the takeovers have always been a fun time to get uh, reach out to all you guys and, you know, speak out and help you guys out and, you know, let you guys reach out to me in DMs if you have any, you know, specific questions. Uh, today, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about SOAP and some of these uh, post-interview uh, timelines. So that way we guys get you guys ready for uh, match week. Yes, it's going to be a great episode. Uh, you may know me. I'm your dutiful host asking all those questions. Uh, I'm Amanda, the Director of Communications for Match Resident, and we'll just jump right in and start talking a bit about the post-match soap. So for those of you who don't know what the post-match soap is, it is the application process that takes place after the main match, and it's available to all of those who are partially unmatched or fully unmatched, as long as you're registered with the NRMP and you've paid all eligible fees. What can be a bit confusing about it is you won't know what programs are going to be in this until March 11th at 10 a.m. Candidates who are unmatched, partially unmatched, are going to find out. And then they're going to get access to the programs from the unfilled list. This is going to be a hectic day because for about 24 hours, you're going to be going through these programs and determining which ones to apply to. It sounds a bit stressful, right? What do you think? Absolutely. And, you know, just before we start, you know, no one wants to go unmatched. And I want everyone to know that, you know, if you are one of those candidates that has to go through the SOAP process, you know, just remind yourself that you are capable of being a great doctor and you will be a doctor. I don't know if it will be this match season, whether it's the SOAP or the following season. Don't let this discourage you. You know, the SOAP is you know, a resource, an extra opportunity to get into the match. And it's, you know, unfortunate it is to be part of it. You know, it is also exciting because it does, you know, give you an opportunity to rethink your path, rethink, you know, the choices that you made in terms of, you know, specialty wants, and maybe look into another specialty that is available. And we'll go into more detail uh, uh, as we go forward with this, but it can be, you know, stressful uh, thinking that you're not good enough. But again, this is another opportunity to be a doctor and I don't want anyone to be discouraged. And then, you know, in terms of soap, it is, it's a, uh, they did call it the scramble for a reason. You know, everyone's trying to get uh, a, a specialty in those two days. So that's why we're here to, you know, try to simplify this and make this as simple, you know, as possible for you guys going forward and, you know, to start prepping for it in case, you know, that situation does arise for you guys. I completely agree. It does not mean that this is the end of your journey. And I think the one thing that's important too is it's going to happen like fast and you're going to want to have that moment to sit there and sulk and feel down about it. And that's okay. Allow that for a moment, but 
as you, as Joshua said, this is not, this is an opportunity for you. So you really don't want to let it fly by without being prepared. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And that is important, you know, before you go forward and this goes pretty much in anything in life, you know, there is an opportunity to really just sit down, let it hit, you know, take it in, know that this is really happening, you know, have your tears, have your, you know, regrets, whatever it is that you have to go through. And then once you get that out of your system, you can move forward and be completely focused. And then you know exactly what you need to do in the next 24 hours to be prepared. So don't go into it with, you know, a lot of hate or anger or, you know, I should have done this and that. Get that out of your system so that way you have a clear mind going into the so process. Yes. And there's no shame in being prepared for the post-match soap either. As much as I was, this is a deep dive episode, we can talk a little bit about just if you've received 10 interviews or less and maybe they didn't go as great as you'd hoped maybe you're just feeling unsure, you might as well just be prepared because I always like to say what is meant for you will come to you. And this actually, the post-match soap could be exactly what you needed to match into the position that's going to help you flourish. Absolutely. You guys, um, when it comes to, you know, being a professional, you know, sometimes you do have to look yourself in the mirror and say, you know, Hey, there is a chance that, you know, this scenario can happen. And the most successful people are the ones that are not only honest with themselves, but they are able to look at all the possible paths that could uh, be laid out for them in the coming uh, days or weeks. And one of those is unfortunately sometimes failure. And again, it, it is considered, you know, uh, it, it could be rough to be part of the soap, but again, it is an opportunity and to be prepared for it does not make you, you know, somebody who thinks they're going to fail. It's just being prepared for that. Cause again, this algorithm is out of your control. It's, you know, it's, it's very variable and it's good to be prepared and have everything, you know, set up. So that way you're not scrambling in those 24 hours, those 24 hours, you know, I, I, anyone who's taken step one, step two, or those exams, you know, those last 24 hours go by a lot faster than you really think. And when you have to have everything set up, you know, you don't want to start looking for things or hoping or reaching out for people uh, for help that, you know, it's not available because the time's too short. So by setting up all your ducks now, you'll be prepared for anything that could be thrown at you uh, in that coming week. Very well said. Okay, so jumping back into the timeline of it, as we said on March 11th at 10 a.m., you're going to find out if you're matched or unmatched and you'll get access to that list. Candidates are allowed a maximum of 45 applications. So that's it, 45 for the entire week. You want to make sure that you choose those programs wisely. And then if you are an IMG, you really don't want to waste your application on an app on a program that doesn't accept any IMGs. This might be hard to try and do all this program research simultaneously. There are resources that you can use, such as Match a Resident or our other service, Electronic Residency. But really Keep an eye out for that criteria. And as we mentioned, maybe there was a difficulty for you in the main match. Maybe you should consider another specialty or just maybe lowering <clears throat> your, your criteria a little bit, maybe going for less competitive programs and keeping an open mind. Absolutely. You know, obviously when we go into 
the application season, we have, you know, goals that we're going to attain. You know, I want to be on the West Coast. I want to be on the East Coast. I want, you know, orthopedics. You know, I want PMNR. Uh, you know, I want a certain city. You know, these are great goals to have at the start. We worked hard and that's what you should go for. As the season goes, that is an opportunity to, like I said, reflect and go like, okay, maybe my scores were not strong enough or maybe, you know, my personality does not match, which is really important, does not match with the specialty that I'm trying to attain. Or again, it could just be a very competitive season. You know, every year you see that, you know, there's more applicants in radiology, more applicants in anesthesiology. Maybe the, you know, the specialty that you wanted just happened to be very competitive this year and it's not your fault. But Go into the soap with an open mind because, uh, for, you know, from per personal experience, I didn't go through soap, but I did, you know, I was there for a lot of my friends who had to go through soap. And a lot of them, you know, chose a different specialty and were able to match. And one of those was, like I said, emergency medicine was very wide open last year and had a lot of friends matching EM. And they're there in their first year right now saying that I can't believe I didn't consider this when, you know, I first applied. And so there's a lot of great opportunities and I don't want you guys to, you know, shortchange yourself and think that it's just one specialty and that's it. You know, there's a lot of opportunity to be a doctor, man, areas, psych, emergency medicine, family, uh, internal medicine. And if let's say the specialty that's available isn't of complete interest to you, look into the fellowships because there's always an opportunity to, you know, expand on your uh, training and knowledge and go into a field that you actually might be interested in. So please keep an open mind when you go into uh, the soap that there are, you know, a lot of specialties that could be open that maybe you didn't consider before. Yes, exactly. And if you do decide that maybe I will give it a chance or maybe I am open to a couple different specialties, you want to have your personal statement prepared for that specialty. You definitely want to make sure that it's specialty specific because with this, the way these offer rounds work, the program director doesn't have long to review an application before they send out interview invites or before they select who they actually want to give the position to. One of the most important tools for them is going to be your personal statement because they can read that quickly and learn things about you. What would you say is something that you included in your personal statement or a touch you gave to your personal statement you would recommend to candidates now? Well, there's a couple of points, uh, but the main point before I get into those is, you know, I had a lot of uh, IMG send me their personal statements, you know, last uh, last fall. And one of the things I, I will never name anyone's particular, but the vast majority, when I read them, it, there was difficulty reading through it. And it could be the language barrier or, you know, uh, maybe some of you guys aren't that great in writing and that's totally okay. But the reason I'm bringing this up is, especially in SOAP, there is very limited time in terms of reading your personal statement. And if the personal statement is not easy to read, and if there is some language barrier as they're reading it, they will toss it. They will not spend time trying to decipher what you're trying to say. And so I really think it is important that you know, you, if you are one of those people, uh, again, you know, be honest with yourself that if you're not a great writer, Start trying to write uh, your SOAP uh, personal statement now so someone can review it and look over it and consider uh, looking into the past um, SOAP matches to see which uh, specialties were usually available. So that way you can start looking into it and have that prepared because 
like I said, um, even this year when I uh, helped out my program with some of their residency applications, that was really a big factor in terms of which applications were viewed and which applications, you know, went further in the process was, are they able to communicate their story in an effective and clear manner? Because if they're not, then they're going to assume that uh, the communication on the wards and on the floors won't be very well, uh, very good either. So please look into that, but take the opportunity now to really do some research. If you find yourself in that, you know, concerning a uh, range of interviews, invites, and kind of take a look and dive into like, can you see yourself as emergency medicine? And I think that will really, you know, set you guys up for success on the, uh, the on match day, on uh, during the soap process, if you end up there. And in the end, like I said, you go right back to it. Be proud of yourself, no matter what happens. Give yourself a big hug, you know, take yourself out to dinner. You, you guys did it. You're now doing your, your rank order list. You did everything in your power that you're in control of. You guys are more than capable of being the best doctors in the world. And you will be the best doctor in the world. You will have the opportunity to, you know, run the floor yourself to, you know, be that attendee that does rounds at, you know, 7 a.m. with a bunch of med students. And you're going to look at those med students and go, God, I remember being in that position. I do that now with the med students that I have uh, under my care. I look at them like, wow, I really didn't know anything back then. <laughs> and you're in this position, you know, in a, a teaching uh, spot and it's a really great opportunity. And just like you guys, I was in your position thinking like, am I good enough? Will I make it? You know, will this, you know, X, Y, Z happen? And sometimes our minds play the darkest fears, you know, the most, and that's totally okay. It just means you're prepared and you're thinking ahead. And that's a good thing. So please um, don't think it's a bad thing to be prepared for a situation that, you know, could end up hurting, but at the same time could put you in a position to be very successful because you prep for that moment. Exactly. You never know. This could be exactly what needed to happen on your path to divert you into where you are meant to go. This is the opportunity at the end of the day, and it doesn't need to be a bad thing. Exactly. So like I said, guys, be very proud of yourself. You guys made it to this moment. Now just, you know, prep yourself for the uh, for the things that could happen, but also be prepared for the happy things that could also happen as well. And pat yourself on the back. You've made it this far. It's a stressful journey. It's not easy to jump through all the hoops required for an IMG to apply for a residency <clears throat> in the U.S. And doing it this far is something to be proud of. Absolutely. I think a lot of us forget that, you know, we started off and I, I'm again, I'm speaking for myself here. When I went to St. George, I was actually very unaware of the IMG stigma. I had no idea. I thought I was just going to med school in the Caribbean, getting a tan and having the, you know, going to have the <laughs> best time of my life. And then all of a sudden it goes like, hey, you know, uh, being an IMG is really difficult. It might, you might not match. I'm like, what? I was like, what are you talking about? It's like, I just pulled out all these loans. I better match. <laughs> and then, you know, I started looking into it. I'm like, wow, there is a stigma. I did not know that. So the fact that you guys are here, you guys jumped through so many hoops, went through so many hurdles to be at this opportunity to, you know, go into a match week. So many people doubted you. So many, maybe even friends, maybe even family members, and especially maybe you, even yourselves. You went through so much, uh, I want to say hate, but just, you know, just no one believed in you. And now you're here getting ready for match week, 
whether it's through the match, the normal match, or through soap, you prove so many people wrong. I would just, I want you guys to be so proud of yourselves. You guys did what many people thought that most IMGs would not be able to do, and that is to get to match day. So congratulations, you have made it. And now let's get through this bit one last week before you start working 80 hours a week and missing that sleep. <laughs> yeah, as, as you're learning now. <laughs> Absolutely, as I'm learning now. <laughs> Well, thank you to everyone who listened in and thank you so much for joining me today. This was a great chat and I know everyone's going to love listening to it. Thank you so much for inviting me. It's always a pleasure, you know, giving back to my IMG community. I'm always here for you guys. Uh, Like we said earlier, if you need to reach out to any of us directly, you know, DM us. You have uh, our Instagrams absolutely at this point. So please don't be scared. There's no question that's ever stupid. Every question is valid. And we are here to help you guys out during this very stressful time, but also very exciting time. Yes, very exciting time. Very exciting. Focus on the positive. And if you don't know, um, we're Match Resident on Instagram and Joshua is Dr. Stark 17. I know that because I've put it on so many times. <laughs> <laughs> the number of times I've uh, tagged myself in there like, hey, you know, don't forget to reach out. I'm like, wow. <laughs> feel like everyone already knows at this point what it is. <laughs> well, thank you again, everybody. And good luck. Thank you, guys. Uh, good luck with everything. You guys are going to be great doctors. All right, dear friends, that concludes this episode of the IMG podcast. We hope you enjoyed it and we'll tune in for upcoming releases. You can learn more by visiting Match Resident on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. Thank you. And until next time, take care.